0: On this week's episode of A Dryer Dose of Disney, Jared tells us about pin trading and how it works. Welcome to this week's episode of A Dryer Dose of Disney. I'm your host, Jared Dryer, and today we are going to be talking about pin trading at the Disney parks. And we just wrapped up an episode where we talked about shopping at the parks, and we referenced a previous episode we did months ago with Betty Says. So I encourage you, go back and listen to that episode with Betty Says. She is a shopping pro at the parks, but we just did a follow-up episode to that. And today, we're going to be talking about pin trading. And in fact, I'm a little bit bummed uh, that the way timing worked out, because when we recorded that episode just about a week ago, I hadn't gotten my Pirates of the Caribbean shirt in yet that I'm wearing today, and if you're on the YouTube format, you can see that today that I'm wearing that, and this is a perfect example of shopping and our tip of the day on that episode, which was if you see something you like, buy it, and the reason I say that is this is a Tommy Bahama Pirates of the Caribbean edition Parks shirt. And this was only available during 2020 during COVID. And we did go to the parks during COVID and they had nobody there. It was great. You never had to wait in line. It was really quick. The only downside is we went into Orlando and you had to wear masks the entire time and it was during the summer. So it was very hot, very humid. And we had masks on, which made breathing a lot less fun because the masks got really wet really quick, but there was nobody in the parks. And as we were shopping, I saw this Tommy Bahama shirt that I'm wearing today And I really liked it. I just didn't love the price of the shirt. And so it was one of those times that I said, I don't know that I really need it or want it that much just because of how expensive it is since it is Tommy Bahama. But when we left the park and I got home, the rest of my family had gotten really cool souvenirs and I didn't buy anything. And then I started thinking about, oh man, maybe I should have gotten that Tommy Bahama shirt. And then I thought, okay, next time I go back, if I see it again, I'll buy it. And when we went back, I I did see it again, but I didn't find it in my size. And so I was never able to buy it. And then since then it went away. And so I kept an eye out on eBay and every once in a while they'll pop up, but they're usually selling for way more than they were selling at that point in time. So I'm very picky and I was waiting for one to pop up at the retail price or close to the retail price in my size. And as fate would have it, one did recently. And so I bought it and it just came to me a couple days ago. It came after I recorded the shopping episode. And so I was a little bit bummed I couldn't wear it for that, but I thought, hey, I'll wear it today for pin trading and talk to you guys about it again, that when you see something you like, if you think you like it, you're better off buying it, and then you can always, if you need to, return it later or sell it later on eBay or something like that, because Disney stuff does sell really well. So with that, today we're going to be talking about pin trading, what it is, how you get started with pin trading, and kind of the ins and outs and some of the secrets about pin trading. And in fact, we have two... I can do this all day, tips of the day for you today on pin trading. Uh, so you're definitely going to want to stick around and listen to those at the end of the episode as we go through it. But before we do get into it, I do want to ask, uh, go ahead and click pause wherever you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube and click that subscribe button. So that way you're going to get this content delivered into your inbox each and every single week. And you're going to have the latest Disney and Universal tips and tricks. And then number two, if you find any tips or tricks that save you time or money, we would appreciate your support over at Patreon. And the link for that is in the podcast description or on the YouTube description below. And you can find the link there and click directly over. But by becoming a supporter of us over at Patreon, you're going to get some extra perks from our podcast as well as you're going to help keep this podcast going. And we love our subscribers there at Patreon. So thank you very much for those that do support the show. We couldn't do this without you. So pin trading is something that is really popular at Disney Not as much at Universal. The Universal has tried to get into it and they do also sell pins at Universal. You're not going to see the pin trading like you do at Disney. And I want to explain what this looks like and how it works. But for starters, if you've never been exposed to pin trading or you're not aware of what it is, uh, these are little character pins. Usually they're in the shape or they look just like your favorite character. Of course, Mickey and friends have thousands of different pins that you can get for every different type of occasion. And then you have pins for all the princesses. You have pins for the Haunted Mansion. You have pins for Pirates of the Caribbean. You have pins for Space Mountain and Star Wars and every single franchise, all of Marvel that you can think of across Disney, they have pins for. And these pins, not only are they the characters, but sometimes they have special edition pins or they have pins that are tied to Walt himself. And so these have become kind of like baseball cards where you can trade pins or you can buy pins and you want to get a complete set If there is a specific set uh, that appeals to you uh, that you're looking for, maybe it's a really rare set, just like really rare baseball cards. And some of them are going to be worth a little bit more than others. And that's because the pins are always rotating out and they're always getting sunset every single quarter, basically. When you go to Disney, the pins you see this trip are going to be very different than the pins you're going to see the next trip. Now, Some of your more general pins like Mickey Mouse or Walt Disney are usually going to be pretty consistent, and you should be able to find those, though no guarantee that they won't sunset those as well. But the really unique ones are the ones that are tied to either new movies or new rides or things like that, and they may do a first-year pin, or like right now with the 100-year anniversary, they may have 100-year pins, or Disney World just had their 50-year anniversary, so of course they had 50-year pins, and those obviously are going to rotate out and sunset. So because of that, eventually they become rare. And because they're rare, they become more valuable. They increase in value over time. So a lot of people like to collect these pins. They like to uh, get not only the complete sets, but they want to see how many sets they can get. And some of them, like I said, are in different series. So for example, one that my daughter really liked is all Mickey and Mickey's friends that look like nerds. So they had uh, bow ties and regular ties on and then glasses. Some of them had some buck teeth, but they made nerds out of the Disney and friend characters. She also liked one that was all the baby versions of the same characters of the Disney characters. They had really tiny babies. You've got, like I said, every type of look and feel of different pins that are out there. So when you go to Disney, you can go through the parks and you can go check out all the pin stands and see exactly what's out there. But like I said, over time, these become rare and they become more valuable. So the If you want to check that out, I recommend you can always go on eBay. And on eBay, if you just type in Disney pin set, you're going to find dozens of sets. You can sort those by the most expensive to see what are the priciest sets that are out there. And then what I encourage you to do is just look at how many people are watching those auctions. If you find a really pricey set that's in the thousands of dollars and no one's watching it, chances are that one's really overpriced and no one's going to buy it. But if you find one that looks realistic, maybe it's a couple hundred dollars for the whole set. And it's got 50 watchers that people are interested in that set. And that one will probably sell pretty quick. That's a good way to gauge what the market is for some of these pins. But of course, when you go out there, you can buy pins at the stores. Every single store is going to have a pin stand of one sort or another. The best place to go is going to be at Disney Springs over by the Rainforest Cafe. There is a pin trader pavilion that's got pins all the way around this entire place. And then, of course, World of Disney has them as well but they're going to have the most selection for you at that pin trader stand over there at Disney Springs. But as you go through the parks, you're always going to find uh, different rides, different themes. So of course, Star Wars at Hollywood Studios, you're going to find a lot of them there. Uh, You're going to find Avatar stuff over at Animal Kingdom. At Epcot, you may find Guardians of the Galaxy or some Marvel stuff because they've been trying to build that up over there. And then of course, your classic stuff is usually going to be over at Magic Kingdom. So you can go to each of the stores. They're always going to have pins. They range anywhere from about $10 up to 2025, depending on how complex the pin is. And by complex, some of these pins, they're like a locket. Maybe they open up. Maybe there's a little compass in them. Maybe it's multiple characters and it's a bigger pin. Of course, those are going to be your more expensive ones. And then all the way down to just a single character, just a single Mickey, maybe a single Pluto. Those are going to be your less expensive ones. On the back of the pins, they always have a color. And then if you look at the stand, the colors tell you how much the pins are. So that's how you can buy them. You can always buy them individually, even though there may be a set. Maybe you want to buy the set. Sometimes they sell the set with a lanyard, so that way you can wear them around uh, the park with you, and you can have them pinned into that lanyard. A lot of people do a lot of different things with these pins. So especially, um, now let me hop back over to Universal. At Universal, lanyards are very much a thing meaning a lot of people wear lanyards at Universal. And the main reason for that is due to the passes and the lockers. Because Universal has bigger rides, there's going to be a lot of times that you're going to go on a ride like the Incredible Hulk or Velocicoaster, and you're going to have to put your things into a locker and you use your park pass to do that. So people will wear lanyards so they can put their park pass in there. And then when they go on the ride, of course, they put it inside their shirt so it doesn't fly off of them. But they will start putting pins on them. So they will do the Harry Potter pins or the other things like that. At Disney, you do have people that wear pins on lanyards, but you'll also see them on backpacks. You're going to see them on purses. You're going to see them on different things. And then I know that there are people that also carry full books of pins with them because they want to have their books available to trade as they go through the day. And we'll talk about trading in just a second, but maybe they've got these complete sets and they're trying to complete another one and they need to negotiate with somebody and they may trade a whole set to get a pin or a set for a set. So there's a lot of different things you can do, but that's what people normally do is they do carry them around with them. I will tell you, since my daughter was into pin trading, we did carry them around quite often. We would always have them in a backpack. They are, they're not super heavy, but when you get 20 of them or you get 30 of them, they start to become heavy, if that makes sense. So uh, be mindful of that, that your kid, if they have it on a lanyard and they've got pins all the way up and down one side and around behind their neck, eventually it's going to get heavy on them throughout the day. That could be an extra five or 10 pounds around their neck, especially if they clip in. You can get a little bag that you can put all your, zipper bag that you can put your pins into, and you can clip that to the bottom of your lanyard so you have the pins that aren't on your lanyard being shown still available to you. But if you load that up, that's an extra five pounds right there too. So it can get pretty heavy over time. So we always recommend throw them in a backpack, throw them in a stroller or something like that. But be mindful, they are easy to lose. They are easy to have stolen if you have them sitting out. Do be aware of that. But the best part about pins is like baseball cards, they can be traded. Not only can you purchase them and maybe get the most recent ones, but you can trade to try to complete your set or try to find uh, more unique pins that maybe you haven't seen before. And for somebody like me that I'm a big fan of Indiana Jones, I love all of Star Wars. I love Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, those kind of things. So I may not want all of the Mickey pins or the Mickey and Friends. I may not want the princesses. So if I am walking through the park and there may be an opportunity to do a trade, and we'll explain how that works in just a second, I may trade off a Disney princess or a Mickey and Friends for an Indiana Jones pin, if that makes sense. So people will try to accumulate, obviously, the ones that they want to get. So trading, there are three ways to do trading. So number one, you can trade with obviously other guests that are in the park, though I will say that's very rare that happens. Unless you see somebody who's actually wearing their pins and one that you like, of course, you could always ask them if they wanted to trade. Or yeah, there are obviously collectors that are out there that are looking for specific ones. You may have someone approach you if you've got them on display and you have some old rare ones, but that's pretty a unique event. That doesn't happen very often. In fact, when my daughter was wearing hers around the park, we never had another visitor, another guest come up and ask to trade with her. So no, that's a very unique thing to have happen, and it typically will only happen if you have a very rare pin that's on your lanyard that someone is actually looking for. But the other two ways are ways that do happen a lot, and that is you can trade with a cast member. So if a cast member is wearing their pins, you can, of course, trade with them. Or in each of the stores, they usually have a felt-covered cork board, usually up by the register, where they have a set of pins, so maybe 15 or 20 pins that are pinned in, And you can go check those out. And those are usually available for trade as well. So if you have a kid that really likes a certain character and they're into the pin stuff, I totally recommend whenever you're in a store, go check out the register area. You're usually going to find that cork board somewhere with a whole bunch of pins in it and know that those are available to be traded. And so you can look at those pins and maybe your kid really loves the Incredibles. They love superheroes. You could have a Mr. Incredible pin on that board and maybe your kid doesn't have that one yet and they can then trade one of theirs to get one of those. So those are the best ways to trade. Now, here's one of the best things about trading with uh, Disney and with a cast member. Whether you're doing it in the store or you're doing it with the cast member, their rules are they are required to trade. So throughout their day, say that they're working in the store and say that somebody, a little kid comes and trades, they wanna get their princess, they wanna get their Mickey, and they actually have a really rare pin they they will make that trade, and then the next person that comes up may know that pin is rare and want to trade it, and they have to make that trade as well. They don't get to hold on to the really rare, expensive ones. Now, that doesn't mean that the individual cast member, if they're wearing it on their personal lanyard, if you trade them and you end up giving them a pin that they needed or was rare, they may swap it out. So they may put that one into their purse or into their pouch and put a different pin back in its place so that they get to keep that one at the end of the day. But anytime you ask them to trade a pin that's available that you can see, they do have to trade them. So that is a great way to have friendly pin trading without any hurt feelings or anything like that, is to work with the cast members or to do it in the stores. Now, I will say, quick disclaimer, you cannot trade your existing pins for new pins, meaning you can't go to the stand and find the one that's on the little tag and cost $15, and you say, hey, I want to trade my pin for that one. You can't do that. You actually have to purchase those ones. But when they're on the cork board or they're on the lanyards, then you are able to trade. So we encourage you to go check those out anytime that you're in the store and look for that complete set or look for the ones that you really like. And that's how my daughter found all the Disney friend nerd pins or all the Disney friend baby pins was she never bought them. She had other sets, and she decided that was a better set that she wanted to go for. And as we went through our time over at Disney World, uh, she would ask to trade with different cast members or in different stores to get the pins she didn't have. And she would give up pins that were her least favorite, the ones that she didn't like that much, to get those pins and to make a complete set. So pin trading, it goes on all day, every day. I will tell you, not everybody's into pin trading, but most of the cast members in the stores are. And so it's a great opportunity if you want to find those. Now, like I said at the top of the episode, we have two, I can do this all day, tip of the days for you. And these are really important tips. So these are gonna A, these are gonna save you some money when you go into the parks. And B, they're gonna make your pin trading experience a lot better if you do wanna get into pin trading. So these are very important tips today. So number one, is if you are going to get into pin trading and you want to wear them on a lanyard, I highly recommend that you go get the no-slip backs. And what I mean by that is the pins come today with a little Mickey ear back that's rubber, and those have a tendency to fall off. So if you're wearing it on a lanyard and maybe you've got a sweatshirt on and it catches the zipper, it's going to pull off that Mickey back and it's going to fall to the ground. You're not even going to know it fell. And now you've got a loosely hanging pin from your lanyard. And over time that's going to fall. And of course you're going to lose it. And then probably even someone else is going to step on it and it's going to be a bad day for everyone. So we highly recommend that if you are going to wear them on a lanyard, you get the no slip backs. And what these are, these are little tiny pieces of metal that have a screw in the side of them that is worked with an Allen wrench. And of course the Allen wrench comes with the, the pin backs. But what you do is. When you put it on the lanyard, you put the metal piece on the back, and then you screw that little screw in with that Allen wrench to get it tight, and it pushes against the pin so that back can't slip off. So that way, you're never going to lose your pins, and they're always going to be available. Now, like I said earlier, my daughter had her lanyard, and she had her favorite pins on the lanyard, of course, the ones that she wanted to see all the time. And then she had a little bag that hung from her lanyard with the pins that weren't her favorite, okay? So what I recommend, of course, is put the ones with the non-slip backs on um, the lanyard that you don't want to trade. So these are the pins you want to keep because they're a pain to take off and on with that little Allen wrench. So leave those on the lanyard. Those are going to, of course, be your favorite pins, fill it up. So that way you can display your favorite characters to everyone else. But the pins you want to trade, keep those in the bag, meaning the little zipper pouch and keep the rubber backs on them. It's much easier to trade doing it that way. Now, do know that when you go to trade, what's usually going to happen is they're going to have you take the back off. You're going to keep your back and you're going to give them the pin, especially if it's on a cork board, because they'll just stick it into the board. And then you take the pin that you want, and then you'll use your same back and put that uh, onto there. And then you can keep it in your bag or add it to your lanyard. We did find that there was, it was very often we would stop what we were doing for the day. When we found pins that my daughter liked, And what we would do is then she wanted to add them to her lanyard. So now we're unscrewing a different pin. We're taking that one off, putting it into the bag and replacing it with the one that she just found because that was one she really wanted. And we would be swapping those out. Took us about three or four minutes each time we wanted to do that. I do recommend if you have the little bag that you're going to be keeping your trading pins in, keep the Allen wrenches in there. That makes it a lot easier to find them really quick. And then you can just swap them out. Do also know that you can buy those uh, backers, those no-slip backers on Amazon. And what I would recommend is if you're going to get into pin trading, you're better off buy a bag of probably 20 of them on Amazon. They're going to be a little bit cheaper. Have them shipped to your house before you go. That way you've got them ready. And that will also play into my tip number two here in just a moment. But by buying them before you go, they're going to be less expensive. When you're at the parts, you can only get them in small quantities and they're a lot more expensive. So uh, do be warned of that, and you are better off buying them before you go. But those no-slipbacks are going to save you a lot of time and money because you're not going to lose your pins that are important to you. My second tip is, and, and I do want to give you a little caution when you do this because you want to make sure you do it right, but there are knockoff pins available online that you can purchase. So what I recommend is you purchase knockoff pins that are less expensive that are ones that you are willing to trade, that you are willing to give away. So I may go online and I may find a set of Disney princess pins and get 10 or 15 of them for just a few dollars, as long as A, they look good, okay? Because you don't want something that's homemade with bedazzled with those little jewels or something like that that looks silly or funny. You want it to look legitimate. You want it to look like a real Disney pin. And number two, it should be Disney. You don't want to buy Nickelodeon pins of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and try to trade those at Disney because Disney, the cast members won't trade it because it's not a Disney character. They can't put it up onto their board. So you're going to want to buy pins that are Disney-based pins, and you want them to look good. You want them to look legitimate because then the cast member will be willing to trade it. I have heard of a couple times that people brought in off-brand pins that though they were Disney, they just looked bad enough and they didn't look Disney enough that the cast member said, unfortunately, that's not a Disney pin. So I won't do the trade with you. And the person wasn't able to use it for a trade. So again, if you're going to buy the off-market pins, you want to buy pins that look really good. Of course, they need to be Disney. But what I would recommend is you buy a few sets. Like I said earlier, like for me, I'm not into the princesses. So buy a few set of princess pins. So that way I have pins to give away. I have pins that I want to trade. If I'm always buying pins of things that I like, so if I'm always buying Indiana Jones and I'm always buying Star Wars or I'm always buying Marvel, then when it comes time to make a trade, all of the pins I have are ones that I want to keep. And now I'm in a pickle because I don't know what to give to trade. So you want to buy pins that you're willing to trade and give away. Now, it doesn't mean you don't buy both. So maybe for your lanyard, you're going to buy your Marvel and Star Wars And do one side Marvel, do one side Star Wars, and then buy a whole bunch of Mickey and Friends or a whole bunch of Disney princess pins that you're willing to give away. So that way you've got the ones on display that you love, and then you've got pins that you can trade. So those are two quick tips, buying the backs that don't slip, and then buying pins before you go of things that you want to trade. The worst thing that can happen, and this happened to us actually a few times, is my daughter got to a place where the pins that she had were all pins that she liked, And it got to the place where she was uh, debating doing trades and really sitting there and thinking about it of, I really like that pin on the board or maybe that the cast member has, but I really like my pins and I don't want to give any of them up. So then we'd come home from our trip and we'd go online and we'd start buying sets of pins uh, through Amazon or something else that she was okay trading and giving away. And plus, that's going to save you a little bit of money. So if you can get a set of pins for $10 or $15 versus $10 or $15 a piece, then now you have five pins you can trade and obviously go up in value as well. So those are our two tips of the day. We hope that you guys have a magical week planning your next vacation. If you have any questions about pin trading or you want to bounce an idea off of us, you can always find us on Facebook at A Dryer Dose of Disney. We're happy to help you there, but we will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.